4: it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora
0: before, you're going to love Season 9.
4: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast.
0: Listen to Locatora
4: Radio as part of the Michael Cultura
0: Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
5: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
6: Greetings. Welcome inside. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug today. Our show normally heard nights here on Fox. You and I. Getting a partner up during the daytime. It's nice, Mike, with, with the sun out and everything.
7: Sun is out. Got a nice walk in. Caused a little chaos. Raised a little hell. And now uh, ready for a big day of sporting action. You, you uh, can't just go for a walk. and turns to make, make things just a little nutty.
6: You can't just go for a walk and not be involved in controversy? You, 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 what, what happened? What, you did, went down the street and, and, and you, you yelled at somebody? like what no, no, no,
7: no. Someone tried to approach my dog. Oh, he's so cute. It's like, you know. The, the, oh, on. okay.
6: All right. I mean, like, you, like, you've like, seen really, him. like, He's right adorable. up to you? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nobody trying to make to sure everything me. was okay. No, but, I don't. I, I just don't want because if in the middle of the show the police knock down your door, then I got to do the rest of the show. We got to find somebody else. Well, so I, I don't want to have to that. do that. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that's not going to happen.
7: I mean, if it does, it's unrelated to the okay. incidents <laughs> that may have <laughs> taken place during to this. the walk.
6: I got other stuff going on that really they, they may come down and get me for, but, uh, but that they're not going to do it. So I'm not I am a mover and a shaker. You never uh. know how it's going to go. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of moving and shaking today, obviously day two of the PGA Championship. We'll keep you updated on uh, Tiger's Day as it goes for uh, the rest of the day today. But uh, big news out of the NBA to start, and there's a couple of big points to make off of this. Uh, the Pelicans, who in theory are battling for a playoff spot. And I say in theory, because you of what like they've me. decided to do today. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the air quotes too. Just so people oh, good. I'm, I'm good doing the to air quotes. Uh, Zion Williamson will rest and will not play Friday night against the Washington Wizards. That is the reason. It is rest. There's no other reason. There's no he's, you know, he's out of shape. He's this. He weighs too much. It's just rest for Zion Williamson. So as the Pelicans, I say, allegedly try to make their push for the playoffs. Playing the second night of back-to-backs, they will play without Zion Williamson. Now, this is really the definitive thing to know about Zion and the mystery around his playing time and what is happening with him. As now, the Pelicans went from, hey, we're right there, we could be a team that gets into the restart in the bubble and is phenomenal. They do not care about the playoffs. Right. Zion Williamson's health is the number one thing they are concerned about. Everything you've heard about Zion, why he's not playing as many minutes, why he's not playing at the end of games, it's all true. Is he too heavy and out of shape? Absolutely. We told you when he was drafted, the biggest thing about him, his weight. When you come in the league as the second biggest guy overall at 19, your weight is going to be an issue. Right, His weight's a thing. His stamina is a thing. The way he plays defense is a thing. We talked to Rick Bucher. On our night show last week, he said, listen, Zion sucks playing defense. Those were his exact words. Zion sucks playing defense, so it's hard to have him out there during high leverage defensive situations. All of these things are true. So when you put this all in, the reason Zion's not playing as much, not playing more, and his playing time is such a big deal is they are afraid that he is going to get hurt if they put him out there for longer periods of time. He has been hurt each of the last three years, got hurt a senior year in high school, got hurt with Duke, got hurt coming into the league this year. He has been hurt and they want to obviously extend his career as long as they can. And this is how you do it. We got to limit his minutes and make sure that this is the most important thing. The playoffs would be great, but really how far are they going to go? They do not care about making the playoffs. If they did, you would think they could put a healthy guy out there who's 19 years old and you can put him, and he can, and he can play but they can't, they are protecting his, his health, hoping that he can get past these early bits of injury and frustration, get his body under control, all things that need to happen. And that's the number one thing. They do not care about making the playoffs. If they did, they'd be doing things a hell of a lot differently. At the very least they'd be playing at the end of games when they need to close things out. If you're talking about minutes, but this is the number one thing for the Pelicans, every all the talk about them getting the playoffs, Out the window. That's out the window because they do not care about making it.
7: Well, I mean, you can play a little hot take nonsense with regard to what Rick Bucher had to say and what we've watched on the court. Uh, Him
6: not being there
7: defensively actually helps them. (laughs) Helps them defensively, sure. So, hot take nonsense there. Uh, He was 10 of 12 from the field uh, in his last game as well. So, offensively, you still see the bursts. Right. And he's been, what, on a burst limit or whatever nonsensical term they coined last week. And now you you get to this point and it's that level of concern because obviously there there is a big marketability and cap space associated with keeping this guy healthy. I've watched it from the memorabilia and trading card world. There's a bounty on a card that hasn't been pulled yet that is north of a half a million dollars. So, you know, when you start talking about the excitement that he's generated, nobody's come into the league like this since LeBron. I mean, we've had a lot of guys that you had some hope that they'd become stars, but let's face it, it's 17 years that we, we've we waited on this, and Ja Morant's been fantastic. This rookie class has a number of stars. Tyler Harrow uh, there in Miami is lighting it up as well, but it, it's just the – The magnitude of this guy, you're trying to wrap him in bubble wrap, but also give people a taste, right? It's like, we can't show you everything here. It's like teaser trailers. You're going to love this movie. Here's 30 seconds of it. But I want (laughs) it now. If it's done and the effects are done, why can't I watch it now? It's like, no, no, no. He's still a work in progress. So post-bubble, into the next... Run of season where, in theory, all the workouts are in place and and you can monitor it, monitor everything all the way through. Because he came in in shape or it looked like it, right when they first entered the bubble. It's like yeah, all right, good. But then he left, right? Then he and left. Then he, and he came left, back and, and, and then it went yeah. it went downhill fast. And you see what we've. We've watched the the last two weeks, and there's body language every once in a while when the explosiveness isn't there. He doesn't make a play, so he's got to get past that. He's got to get some Stuart Smalley help, I think. (laughs) I'm
6: good enough. I'm smart enough, and I got to learn this rotation so I'm actually back on defense. (laughs) You know, this is not something to say, oh, my goodness, the Pelicans are evil there because many teams aren't really prioritizing getting to the playoffs. As we're seeing in the bubble, certain teams are. The Blazers surely are. The Phoenix Suns surely are. Other teams, not so much. Because you're seeing as they start, how much do we really, are we really going crazy trying to get ourselves to get in? We either don't have the buy-in, we want to go home. There's different reasons, and everybody is there for it. Even LeBron is saying the Lakers are struggling for things that are going on inside the bubble. But this is, we we saw this with Michael Jordan. His second year in the league, he broke his foot. And when he came back, I, I remember it was every day was, that tonight Jordan can play six minutes and that's it and as soon as six minutes came they took him out of the game and he played a couple of games at six minutes the next game was okay now he can play six and a half minutes and at six and a half minutes they would take him out of the game then it was six minutes and 45 seconds then he could play seven minutes and that's what the button that Jordan didn't like it fans didn't like it but this was the number one thing it was the priority was to make sure he gets healthy the thing is I don't know if Alvin Gentry survives this. That's the that's the main thing. Yeah, Suddenly, hey, true. you know, playing playing Zion with all this different time, not playing him at the end, being evasive. If the Pelicans don't don't achieve the playoff, I don't know if he's the guy that survives this. That's the whole thing. And so he may be keeping Zion Williamson healthy for the next head coach. But this is this is the Pelicans thing. They are staying they they're going to Zion being healthy, that's the priority number 1. What's priority number 2? keeping Zion healthy and all the way down. That's what it is. This is not their year. We're going to wait. We're going to hopefully he gets a year, keeps growing into his body, and he winds up staying healthy and being a bigger competitor, and we can do it more next year. But right now, doesn't matter to the New Orleans Pelicans. makes yeah, no difference.
7: Two things off of that. I mean, you mentioned the, the Jordan effect. I mean, being the Southside Chicago native, remember watching that and the battles that played out. And You got to see part of that in the last dance. They talked about that fight to get back on the court uh, that was going on with the front office and, and everybody. So uh, very real and, and very tense because, you know, you always have that one flashpoint when you have a superstar in your, in your city where it's like, all right, is this the thing that breaks the relationship, right? Kobe nearly had it. Magic nearly had it long, long before that was able to get a coach fired there uh, and and go on down the line I mean we, we can pick up pretty much everybody that hits that level of stardom and, and dominance that that there's a, a flashpoint that occurs and certainly with Jordan that was one uh, of major concern in, in Chicago and eventually it works out he scores 63 against the Celtics and you know the the legend grows from there but but with Zion, you're absolutely right you're, you're trying to figure out exactly how to best manage this for Alvin Gentry for all he know for all we know he's already he already knows the writings on the wall you know you' you're the guy to bring him in teach him up and then the next guy gets to, to come in and you know you've already tapped to the bullpen to switch sports uh, for a second but you're trying to figure out your long-term asset and how to keep him healthy. And the, the worst part of it, Jason, is that the way Memphis has played, you've opened the door.
6: Yeah, right. they opened the door for everybody. The door
7: had opened for the playoffs. They've opened the door for the Knicks to somehow
6: a- get back in from the East and back <laughs> in and get to the bubble and play. That's how much they've opened the door. <laughs> yeah, I
7: mean it's just been hard watching. Right, they've lost a couple players to injury, uh, and that continuity hasn't been there. Look, they've got so much talent there in Memphis as well. Mm. So they're they're going to be fun to watch as as these guys grow with 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 Morant and Brandon Clark and, and such. But you know, for for the Pelicans now now we're getting excited and going back through that Suns roster and Mm -hmm. raising an eyebrow there. And, And certainly you and I have talked a lot on our evening show about the Trailblazers, and we knew about the backcourt, but the four months of readying for the bubble allowed the big guys to get healthy and to come back. And all of a sudden, that's a different team playing on a whole other level. We saw what Damian Lillard did last night that gained headlines all over the place. So uh, setting up for a fun run. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Zion and the Pelicans will be joining us much longer.
6: Well, the other part of it is this, is that Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Doug Gottlieb today, Doug Gottlieb show. Why the hell is the NBA playing back-to-backs in the bubble? Yeah. It makes no sense. It's the one misstep they've had because everything else has been phenomenal. I mean, they've shown this is how we're going to do it right now, this moment in time. In, in COVID-19, we're doing it. We're not talking COVID-19 when we talk NBA anymore. Other sports, yeah, we're not talking it that way. Why the hell are they playing back-to-backs? There's no need to. You're playing eight games, and if you keep some regular season teams an extra three or four days, you do it. Why are you playing back-to-backs? All teams are going to do is sit their stars. The Pelicans are sitting Zion Williamson tonight, right? Le- LeBron sat last night, Lakers and the Rockets. These are giveaway games. Teams are going to say, we're just going to sit our guys. doesn't matter they haven't played in a long time. We don't want them to play a lot in a short amount of time as we're gearing up for the playoffs. I I don't get it. Ask TNT, how do they feel? Last night, their marquee game was Rockets-Lakers. Oh, yeah, early in the day, guess what? LeBron's not going to play. Yeah, kind of a sore groin he's going to sit out. Oh. Great, thanks. Thanks for second night of back-to-backs doing that for us. That that I don't understand. They try to limit them everywhere else, and they're trying to do it the last years. But now, when you don't need to do it, when you're scheduling eight games per team, you're scheduling back-to-backs. You're starting games at nine o'clock in the morning, and you're fi- you, don't, you don't need to. I love waking up, going, boy, that game's in the in the third quarter already. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that's what I don't get. There's no reason to do it, and yet the NBA does it, and and it's a it's a huge mistake that they made, and. I really would like to hear why they scheduled back-to-backs because I don't know. It doesn't make any sense.
7: I have to wonder if in the bargaining to get players to the bubble in the first place, this was one of the the concessions that there was a time frame stipulated. Kind of like baseball, right? All right, you got to play all these games in 66 days. Very few days off, right? 60 games, 66 days. Let's go. And then, obviously, you've got fallout from when teams have a positive test and whatever else that may may have to uh, adjust or just have a lot of seven-inning doubleheaders uh, for the final two or three weeks of the season. But I have to wonder if that wasn't part of what the NBA players fought for as well, knowing based on where we were in the playoff race, right, the only spot really up for grab was that eight seed. Everybody, well, else was in just a matter of a little bit of shuffling. That maybe that was the con- one of the concessions that had to be made. Shorten it up and let's get done.
6: Twitter at how about a fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I tell you, that's got to be that. That's got to be something that you can say. Listen, how about four more days? Is that, you're going yeah. home anyway? Listen, you know, I mean, I, I really, that's really difficult for We'll give, give you extra season yes, passes gonna, and, and monogram beers. Uh,
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
9: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon holding up candles right now with cowboy hats on. It's 1987. I I brought mine out. Happy Friday! Did you put your boots on? (laughs) Oh no 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 no! Come on, bare feet, bare feet. Get those Chakova boots out, man! Come on, it's 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 COVID nineteen. It's the cowboy hat only with 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 bare feet.
1: Uh, It is Jason on top,
6: (laughs) And, and well, and party. Never mind. Uh, It it is a Friday, though. It is a Friday. Hey, with all that's been happening lately, I feel like I haven't really driven anywhere. I know you probably feel the same way, Mike. And grocery store doesn't count. We've been missing the open road, ready to get back out there, rediscover it all. Hey, and do it in a Mazda. Mazda's got the most incredible CUV lineup, including the first ever CX-30 with available i-active all-wheel drive with off-road traction assist. It intuitively responds the way you like to drive. Totally drawn into the exterior, it looks awesome, so distinct and sleek, it actually looks like it's moving while sitting still. That's pretty cool, right? But then you hop inside the CX-30, you instantly fall in love with the minimalist approach of the interior. Everything's right where it should be, so you can focus on what's ahead. Mazda has more IIHS Top Safety Pick Plus models than any other brand as of July 2020. Go to MazdaUSA.com to learn more about the entire Mazda CUV lineup and available finance options so as you get ready whether you're hitting the open road today or you're hanging out at home whatever it is uh, we got Jason Cole coming up in a couple minutes big time NFL insider got a lot of NFL topics to get to here on the show and uh, uh, chief among them uh, the the what we talked about last night on our show Mike and now clearly I can never even fly over Wisconsin no uh, after what we mentioned with Aaron Rodgers uh, a night ago Uh, Like in that scene in The Simpsons when uh, Lyle Landley is saying, oh, well, they'll never see me. And then they go, there he is, seat 9A. (laughs) Let's get him. Uh, Look, there's been a lot of talk this week about Aaron Rodgers and the relationship with Jordan Love and what's going to happen. Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football did an interview with Aaron Rodgers in which he said, listen, I see the reality in front of me. I see what's going on. The future for Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay. And just to, to realize what's going on in Green Bay, The Packers would cut Aaron Rodgers if they could. But they can't, obviously, because they owe him a lot of money. And the backlash from the fans would be immense. They would cut him if they could. They want to move on to Jordan Love. You don't draft a quarterback in the first round unless you want him to be your starter sooner rather than later. And you can sit here and say, but Aaron Rodgers sat for three... That was in 2005. That's 15 years ago. That doesn't happen now. And they are making a push to get a change... After a year in which they are one step away from the Super Bowl, one game away, and what would you say they would do? With your quarterback playing at a really high level, and he's still young, still you know 37, 38, still has a few more years left before he really hits the other side of the mountain. He's still playing at a high level. Your team is that close to the Super Bowl, and what do you do? We take a quarterback. We trade up to get a quarterback in the first round rather than to get a player that can fill a hole and get you to the Super Bowl. Right. The Packers don't care about the Super Bowl as much as they care about replacing Aaron Rodgers. They want him out. And they've Hit on this is what it's going to be. It's going to be an awkward year, and at the end of this year, Rodgers is going to want to trade. We're going to say, okay, we'll allow him to seek a trade, and he will go someplace else. It's exactly what they did with Brett Favre. If they cut, they would have cut Brett Favre if they could have in 2007. But what's going to happen? You owe him money. There's a backlash. What are we going to do? It's it's awkward for a few months. As, as Favre didn't know, I'm going to I going to stay? Do I want to stay? Do I want to play? They tell him he's got to fight it out in training camp with Aaron Rodgers if he wants to. To come back, that pushes Favre out the door. So Favre walks away, and the Packers go to Aaron Rodgers, and nobody really bats an eye because, well, I can understand Favre being upset, but the name on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the back. So, okay, let's move on. This is what's happening now. The Packers are staying silent. Rodgers is the guy doing all the media saying, it's going to be time for me to move on. The future's not with me. When you know a divorce is coming, it's not going to be two, three years. Right? It's going to be this one really difficult, awkward year. And then at the end of it, they're both going to want to move on. The Packers can say, okay, some are going to blame us for pushing Aaron Rodgers out, but we're going to get support. Aaron was kind of near the end. However it's going to go, it's not going to be overwhelmingly what are the Packers doing pushing Aaron Rodgers out the door. It's not going to be Bill Belichick cutting Bernie Kosar and there's all kinds of uh, (laughs) protests going on at 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 the Browns facilities. But this is the reality For the Packers, they want to move on from Aaron Rodgers. It's not about Jordan Love. It's about not having Aaron Rodgers anymore. Whether it's they're sick of his act, they're sick of him changing the plays, they want to change the offense, all of these things go into it. But they want to move on from him, and they would do it right now if they could. They would cut him if they could, but obviously they can't.
7: Yeah, I mean, we look at what the cap implications would be for this year. Uh, and we're talking north of fifty million dollars a dead cap. Uh, and next year it's just a paltry thirty-one point five. Biggest thing for me, you know, as you, as you talk about the pending separation uh, and divorce and Aaron Rodgers in another jersey. Uh, remember the great words of Velvet Revolver: "Do it for the kids." They say it ain't about you anyway. Which means <laughs> the Packers recognize and Lafleur recognizes. Jordan Love is nowhere close to being ready to play NFL football. All right, that is a raw talent. And I think it took the larger approach of, all right, we might have been one game away from the Super Bowl, but we were miles away from the team we were trying to beat.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific
9: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Joining us now, he is the editor-in-chief at fansided.com. He is a pro football Hall of Fame voter. How that happens, I don't know. After all his appearances with us, uh, he well. still is a pro football Hall of Fame voter. He is on a, a crusade to get Roger Staubach and Drew Pearson potentially either out of the Hall of Fame or never elected. Yeah. And now he's got a new book coming out. Jason Cole joins us now on the hotline. Jay Cole, what's happening, bud?
10: The beauty is that you list all those things, and then you're expecting that they're going to believe that I actually have a book coming out. That's the beauty of that.
6: (laughs) Well, listen. (laughs) He's, He's
10: trying to get Roger Staubach out of the Hall of Fame and keep Drew Pearson out, and he has a book coming out.
6: Um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're spreading yourself out, a little thin. You, you got a book coming out on, on John well, Elway. Know, I,
10: I have crus I have crusades to do, and Staubach you know, <laughs> and Pierce to take time. I don't have time to write.
6: Well, here's the thing. Do think, I know. Like, don't
10: tell, don't lie to them about this. You know, John Elway book that I actually wrote. Don't do don't do that. You know, I, I'm keeping Staubach out. Of, I'm I'm trying to get Staubach out of the whole thing. That's really my purpose in life.
6: All right, but wait a minute. Now, is this book on Elway? Or are you trying to get Elway out of the Hall of Fame? Is this writing a book to get him out? Is that what's happening? <laughs> now, that's
10: next level. No, I, don't, I don't think I, I, I don't think that I'm ever going to be able to do that one. So Now, um, now this, the Elway book is actually legitimate, so we have a little bit of news to talk about here. Yes, I have, after years and years of working on this book, my John Elway book is coming out on September the 15th. And... Uh, it's been a joy to, to do this and to work on it for so long.
6: Wow. I'm, I'm hoping you leave out the 98 AFC championship game against the Jets. I'm going to skip right over that. Chapter. Again, the, the beauty of that one
10: is, you know, one of his daughters being in class and having her teacher mock her before the game. And then she came back, and well, what do you
6: think now? Oh, I love that That's, That's how, how Jet... you end
7: up in detention.
6: Yeah. That's how we roll. That's how Jet fans roll. We, we roll that way. Yeah, let's make fun Let's make fun <laughs> of the, the quarterback's teacher, daughter. the teacher who taunts one of Elway's children before the <laughs>
10: AFC championship game. Let's go, Jets. Let's uh... go, Jets.
6: <laughs> Please don't tell me she was like in the 3rd grade or something. Don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. Tell me she was like was, a sassy teen or something. I oh, yeah. <laughs> <great. laughs> it was kindergarten. Oh, it was great.
10: She finger painted her it response. It was a church daycare. That's what
7: it was. <laughs> wow.
6: And we're gonna pray for your daddy because the Jets are gonna kill him on <laughs> Sunday.
7: My ah! dad works at a daycare facility. That's what it was.
6: <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that that went next level right there. That's how the Jets do it, man. That's how the Jets <laughs> yeah. do it. Uh, so I assume Amazon, all the all the big places for your book when it comes. Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, dot com. Yes. And GetElwayOut.com. Is that the other website too? You have? Yeah,
10: that's not it. So. Oh, okay,
6: all right. It not, redirects I, to sales of the book.
7: It's yeah. kind of like you going to uh, Green Bay with your Aaron Rodgers takes right Oh, now. I can never go to if Green you, Bay. If you again. were
6: to write the Elway book, you want him to. <laughs> I could never yeah. go to Green Bay again. Hey, so, All right, so let, let's start here, J. Cole, with this now. So Aaron Rodgers, look, this conversation, I've talked about it a couple minutes ago. If the Packers could have, I think they would cut Aaron Rodgers. They, would, they really want to move on from him. And if you think this is going to be a long, drawn-out mm-hmm. process, it's going to be this season. And then in the offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way to say I want to trade, the Packers are going to say okay and and they're going to move on, but it's going to be this one awkward season and then that's how it's going to end up. It's a little bit difficult for them to get
10: out of this after one year because of the of the um, because of the contract um, but they can do it. And I think it's going to be harder if the, if the cap really goes down as much as we think. There's going to be a problem. Um, so I'm I'm not sure how they're going to extract themselves. But it's clear that Matt Lafleur would like to get out from underneath Aaron Rodgers. I think that that's where this thing is going. Um, and I think that he's having the same problem with Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about it before that that Mike McCarthy had, which is Aaron's really hard to deal with. He's, you know, he's really over the top aggressive in his belief in himself, which, you know, he should, but he can be a pain for, for coaches. Now McCarthy was able to put up with it because he saw the, he saw the bigger picture. LaFleur's coming into it, not used to it, didn't grow into it. And there's, you know, a different issue. Now the big catch to all of this is can Jordan Love actually play?
7: That is the, uh, what is it, thirty one point five next year uh, of dead cap money for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, like, uh, yeah to like try to find that answer,
10: right? Like, can you really handle that kind of dead cap space um, and take that kind of move to get to Jordan Love? I, I just, I don't, I don't see it after one year. I see maybe after two years. Yeah, you might do this, but.
6: Um, if you're going to get divorced, Jay, you don't I, yeah. stick around any longer than you have to. If you know a divorce is coming, years. Rogers, if you're Aaron Rodgers,
10: if you're Aaron Rodgers in this one, do you find do you try and find a way out of this one? Absolutely. To say, look, let me go to some other place because I don't want to work with a guy I don't trust.
7: Yeah, and we'll, we'll watch the, uh, the smoothing out of the salary cap or how that all comes together because I'm a big nerd. I enjoy those things. Uh, but the other one we're, we're looking at from Major League Baseball, right? The Marlins had their issue. Now they're the first-place Marlins. Uh, now we continue to have issues with the St. Louis Cardinals. But what we're having to do is put together a bunch of seven-inning doubleheaders. Right. What does the NFL propose to do if this starts to happen once the league year begins?
10: They're going to play they're going to play a bunch of 12-minute uh, games and hope they can get them in as fast as possible. Like puts up 16 12-minute games and everybody'll be happy. Now, look, I think that they're going to figure out how do they keep everybody as safe as possible and hope for the best, but uh, like with the numbers, the extrapolation of numbers that you're talking about here, And I think that this becomes extraordinarily difficult for the NFL because you're not talking, you know, the NBA is doing a nice job so far, but you're only talking about 12 teams and you've limited the number of teams that you have competing. You know, with NFL teams, you're talking about 80 guys who are there training camp. Plus you get 20 guys in your coaching staff. You get, even if you get down to 53, you're and you still got the 20 guys you've got five times as many people involved. I think it's a really, really difficult space to be in if you're the NFL and that's the, that's the real concern here.
6: Uh, see, I would look back in history and go, man, look at this year for the Jets. They lost games like 10-7. Their defense must have been <laughs> Historic no, no, no. defense. They, 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 only play, they only played uh, 12 minutes. Sorry, that, that's why. Oh, they lost this game.
10: They lost in a quarter. It was a quick death.
6: they lost this game was only 21 three yeah they only played 10 minutes the other team only had the ball three times it was three touchdowns
7: they were able to keep lamar jackson to just 200 total yards
10: in one quarter he was on pace for 800 total yards
6: (laughs) all right so so give me the truth here jason cole with us here fox sports radio the doug gottlieb show jason smith mike Carbon, and for doug more excited you with your Elway book coming out or Cam Newton playing quarterback for the Patriots? I mean, really excited now. Tell me what the real excited.
10: Well, for me, (laughs) it's Elway. Can you imagine being Cam Newton right now? And you said, I'm going to that. The Patriots have this great defense. All right. And you mean, Hightower quit. What what do you mean? Like, (laughs) we mean, uh, like cannons out there. Uh, Chung. Why are all these guys quitting? Why is Belichick okay with it? What? Like, What's what's happening here? Um, if I'm Cam Newton, I, I'm sort of wondering a little bit what I'm getting into. Is this the same Patriots? Um, but you're still confident in the coaching staff. Overall, however, if you're me, you're much more excited about having a book coming out. That's no question about that. Yeah, like I'm into that. That's what. That's going
7: on. <laughs> all right. So you know we've teased it enough. You got a book on John Elway. A lot of interviews. You found all the teachers of his kids uh, and everybody else. Uh, what was the a driving force and and b the coolest uh, experience in getting this thing together?
10: I think the coolest experience is just the, the deep amount of history that I was able to go through. I mean, my favorite interview is still talking to his mom who's since passed away, but she was, she's so great. Um, she's like, just had an energy to her and, a you know, a take no prisoners kind of mentality to her that, that you see in John a lot more than everybody thinks about John with his dad. And his dad is obviously this really great, funny character who provided this, a backdrop for him as a sportsman. But then there's this whole thing with his mom about this directness, this focus that she had, this, you know, no nonsense approach, which he displays a lot. And I think people don't really get that part of it. So that was fun. Also, I there's a couple of really fun t- chapters, especially for you, Smith, you know, the Daryl Strawberry chapter where they're playing in the city championship game in Los Angeles is a, in, when they're both in high school. is a really fun chapter that you'll probably enjoy. Um, it didn't turn out the way, or it turned out the way things usually turn out for the Mets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, <Darryl. laughs> exactly. Um, and then there's this, the, the background stuff on both the trade that was made to get him with Edgar Kaiser. I'm a guy who owned a team for all of two years. Edgar Kaiser on the Broncos for all the two years and pulled off this amazing trade. And he did it. He's actually the guy who made this happen. It wasn't Dan Reeves or any of the other football people. It was Edgar Kaiser who pulled off the trade and then just like disappeared. And the final part is all the stuff about the recruitment of Peyton Manning and how that went. It's just, it's I, like, there's just a lot of, a lot of great material in this that I, I really enjoyed Going out and finding along the way.
6: Uh, I'm seeing a little bit of the the sneak preview of the cover artwork, and it's actually Jason Cole running out of a wing in Canton with Elway's bust under his arm. <laughs> the title is Elway: Get Him Straight Out of Canton. That's the uh, that, that's the title. <laughs> straight
10: what, what out of Granada. T- Hill, of you <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> what is the title of the book?
10: Elway: A Rel- Relentless Life. Available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com.
6: Wow, look at that. you got the talking points already, and the book is still like a, uh, about a month away from coming out. Look at you. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at JasonCole62. That is at JasonCole62. Uh, and if you would like to remove Roger Staubach from the Hall of Fame, uh, you can sign the petition he has on his uh, website there. Yeah, that, Thanks, that, so that
10: one and the Drew Pearson one. Work right. on that. All, all those <laughs> things.
6: Sure. Yeah. And once, once,
10: once, once again, Dave Baker going, get him off. Get Get, him.
5: shoot him. <laughs> Shoot
6: it, <him, John. laughs> Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Thanks, guys. Bye, Jason. All Thanks. Right. Thanks. Great stuff there from Jason Cole. You know, the thing is, there are people who are going to walk away going, does he really want to get Roger Stahl back out of the Hall of Fame? No, he doesn't. It's, it's a bit we do, you know, with him, and it's a bit that he's done. Uh, wherever he goes on and does interviews. So, I mean, it's really, it's not like it's something that, oh, but, no, he doesn't want, at least I don't think he wants to get Roger Stahl back out of the Hall of Fame. Well, that might be the sequel to the Elway book. You can go order it now <laughs> in, in, in preview time. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Friday. Coming up next, it is the psychic. Will a former NFL MVP candidate prove his doubters wrong this spring or this season? That's coming up next. Keep it right here at Fox Sports Radio.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon In for Doug today here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, normally our show heard nights here on Fox today. In, doing the show for Doug and getting to do a lot of fun things. Thanks to Jason Cole for stopping by a few minutes ago, talking NFL with us. Uh, What would the NFL do if they were hit by a COVID-19 outbreak, that plays into exactly what's going on with Major League Baseball right now. As we have news on baseball and the COVID-19 situation coming up in about ten minutes. But uh, every day at this time, as you know, listen, Doug. Show we play a game. Uh, Ralph Irvin, what is our game today, my friend? Game
5: time!
6: This is game time.
11: It's game time
6: on the
5: Doug Gottlieb Show.
11: That's right, guys. Today we are playing psychic, and so we have questions that need to be answered about the future. Are you ready? Oh, you think I would yeah. know that? If we were playing psychic, I wouldn't have to ask you the game today. I should
6: have, especially <laughs> I'm already,
11: if you teased it last segment.
6: I'm already not worried. I'm already worried about my abilities to predict the future. If I couldn't predict the top, okay, very all right, very good. All right,
11: <laughs> all right. First up, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr says he is quote tired of being disrespected end quote. Will the former MVB candidate prove his doubters wrong in his first season in Vegas? Or will he have a front row seat to the resurrection of Marcus Mariota?
6: Uh, At some point, Marcus Mariota will play. At some point, he will. Because if there was confidence in Derek Carr, there would be a much different vibe around the Raiders. The Raiders don 't care now they 're in Vegas. they get a year of free, whatever it is, and then John Gruden's going to really start to remake the team part of his fifteen year contract he signed. Derek Carr is not his guy all right he, he's been unable to get his guy so far. We know Derek Carr is not it, even the fact that guy completes ninety five percent of his passes they're all three <laughs> yards and in uh this is it's just going to be an inevitable divorce between the Raiders and Derek Carr. But really, because Jaden Gruden's on this big contract, he doesn't have to worry about it. Don't have to worry about results, anything else. Let's get the team to Vegas. They're here. Now everything is fine. Now we have a year where people are going to love us. Then we're going to have to worry about winning. So eventually it's going to be no Derek Carr in Las Vegas. The curiosity,
7: though, is that both your options uh, are guys that don't push the ball down the field, so you replace one for the other. Uh, But I do believe uh, you are correct in that we will see Marcus Mariato uh, before it's all said and done. Sorry, I had to do it. Uh, Mariota brought in. You'll see Derek Carr pushed. I know our our buddy Lincoln Kennedy, teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, uh, responded to the whining by just saying, play better, shut up and play better. He was probably blocked on Twitter by both Derek and his brother immediately after putting that take out.
11: Ben Simmons out indefinitely due to a partially dislocated kneecap. He might be able to return later this season. But if he does not, do you see a championship in the Sixers' future while Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are the centerpieces? You know, as Gretchen Wieners
6: was once told in Mean Girls, <laughs> quit trying to make Fetch happen. Everybody keeps trying to make the 76ers happen because Joel Embiid is fun, Ben Simmons is fun, he's dating a Kardashian. They've had chances, you know, th- this is something, Mike, we got into this last night on our show about this, is that the 76ers, the media and the fans want them to succeed so badly because, well, they did the tanking thing, and it worked, and Sam Hinkie is doing interviews now, wherever he's a professor saying, see, I told you it was going to work, And but now you've had time. You've had time to figure it out, and you can't. The roster is very oddly constructed. Ben Simmons had to come back as a power forward because the Sixers couldn't get enough offense on the floor, so they moved Shake Milton in to, to start a point guard. Everybody keeps trying to make the Sixers happen. And you know what the Sixers are? They're a nice... 50 win team. That's who they are. Embiid and Ben Simmons aren't the playoff cold-blooded killers that players who win championships are. Neither of them is LeBron, neither of them is Kawhi Leonard. They're not these guys. They're not Kevin Durant. None, they're they're good players and they're talented and they they're terrific, but as far as trying as far as getting to that next level, they're just not. And the Sixers, that's what they are. They win about 50 games, they're nice, but that's about it.
7: No, they've got a lot of talent there. You you added Tobias Harris. But all we've heard about is infighting throughout the season. When we talked about getting back into the bubble, I put him up as a, all right, if everything breaks right, and I laughed as I said it, knowing that it would self-destruct. I didn't think a knee would do it, uh, but here we are once again.
11: All right, a little off-menu, guys, but the Washington Wizards will be eliminated with their next loss in the NBA bubble. The question is – where will they finish in terms of win percentage ranking in the NBA's Eastern Conference? Here's a clue. They're not in ninth place anymore.
7: <laughs>
11: Rank them. Uh, the Wizards
6: aren't. They're actually behind a team that's already been eliminated. Charlotte I mean, Hornets. That's, that's, how, that's how crazy it is. Here, here's another clue.
11: If they lose every game in the bubble, mm-hmm. they will be tied with the New York Knicks.
6: <laughs> okay, but, but here's the thing, though.
7: Do, do they then go into the lottery because they got to come hang out? <laughs> do they get extra
6: bonus points for participating? Who knew that the Knicks could have a great bubble? They could actually move up ahead of you. could say, how did you do in the bubble? Well, we didn't play, but we moved ahead of a team, so it couldn't have been that bad. That was a, sometimes it's better to have never played than to actually play the game.
5: Wow. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
6: It's either Tennyson or Poison who said it's never better to have loved and lost than never to be loved at all. Or it might have been both of them. But for the Knicks, it's better to not play than to actually play. Well, then,
7: you'd, you know, better to be thought a fool than open your mouth and prove it true. <laughs> or play basketball and show people how bad you are.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
1: iHeartRadio app.